As you watch this teaching, please subscribe, like, and comment so more people can see. Welcome to Home Group. My name is Rick Renner. This is Tuesday Night. And tonight, I'm here with Denise Renner, Paul Renner, and Joel Renner. And look at what Joel has on. Look at this. Isn't it beautiful? It's a breastplate. Joel, that is the breastplate, which probably was worn by a Greek soldier or maybe even a Roman soldier. But isn't it lovely? Well, it is lovely, but you know there's something about that breastplate. Now, Joel, we all know that you're in excellent condition. Oh, yes, excellent. You're, you're very careful with your health. You exercise regularly. But I have to say... <laughs> that your abs do not look like that. How do you know? Well, I just, I know you. But that breastplate really gives an illusion that is powerful. And that has a lot to do with what we're going to be teaching tonight. The breastplate of righteousness. It doesn't matter what you feel underneath. It doesn't matter how weak you feel or defective you feel. God has covered you with something that makes you look magnificent. And it's called the breastplate of righteousness. And that's what we're going to be talking about tonight. But we want you to get the download. The download is free. It's Dress to Kill. It's 10 lessons and it is huge. Ay, ay, ay. We put so much work into this and it is free. Free. Please go to our website, renner.org. And on the homepage, you'll see a place where you can download this right now. And we want you to do it. And while you're there, you ought to order the whole series, 10 parts. You can order it as a video or an audio. It comes in multiple formats, 10 parts, Dress to Kill, which I teach along with my book called Dress to Kill. This book came out in 1991. This is the first time I ever taught the entire book. What a package. That amazing, guys. I've never taught the whole book. And the stand-ups to the programs are just phenomenal. They're amazing. They're Beautiful. filmed in St. Petersburg. We show weapons. The armory. The it's armory beautiful. in Moscow. The Hermitage weapons collection. Thank you, Joel. Yeah, it's just beautiful. Anyway, you should order these today. And remember that if you need prayer, we're here for you. And we want to pray for you. Just write to us, prayer at renner.org, or call us 1-800-742-5593. And the moment your email shows up or the moment the phone rings, we're going to begin to really put our faith together with you for anything you're dealing with in your life. But guys, welcome to Home Group tonight. Hey, Sister Renner. Hi, Rick. Well, welcome, Home Group. We're so excited to be with you. And, and I think that you're going to be really encouraged. I know you're going to be really encouraged. It's the Word of God. Is there anything in the Word of God that's not encouraging? It's all good news and talking about our breastplate of righteousness. Jesus paid a mighty price to put that breastplate on each one of us. And I can't wait to hear what you're going to say. Joel, welcome to Home Group. Thank you. And I'm so glad to be with you all. It's, it's an honor. And I want to say thank you for joining us. You know, we're a home group and we study the Bible here. That is so much fun. I think it's a joy to study the Bible together. Paul, welcome to Home Group. Hi, everybody. Yesterday in the home group, we talked about reading the Bible. I hope you're reading your Bible. It's best if you read your Bible every day. And I personally use a Bible reading plan because it helps me. I'm not always enthusiastic or excited about picking up my Bible, but my Bible reading plan helps me be disciplined. And I've already read through Genesis, 
Exodus, Leviticus, and Job this year. It's already it's the very beginning of the year. Wow. When I get to, I like to read two days at once. So All right, how, long, how long does it take you to do that? Uh, usually one day's worth of Bible reading takes me between 10 to 15 minutes. And it really depends on whether I'm reading my Bible in English or in Russian. Okay. And if I'm reading my Bible in English, I can probably read two full Bible reading plans in 20 minutes. Uh, sometimes I take it a little bit slower. It really depends on what I'm reading. Well, let's come back to that in just a moment because that really has to do with what we're going to be sharing tonight on Home Group. But open your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 6, and tonight we're going to begin in verse 14. We saw in Home Group last night that the church of Ephesus had dropped their armor. And Paul said to them, Take unto you the Greek word analabete. And what does it mean, guys? Pick it up, pick up something you used to do. Do it again, repeat the action, pick up the armor, which means if you've walked away from the power of God, maybe you have. If you've dropped your weaponry, maybe you have. That's not the end of the story. You can pick it up again. That is such good news. You know, God always offers hope. And he really means do it again. Just pick it up again. It's not the end of the story. He says, when you have the armor of God, you're able to stand in the evil day. And we saw last night the evil day is any day that evil shows up in your day. I'm thinking about David in 1 Samuel chapter 30. And when he came to where, to Ziglag, where the city had been burned down and, and all the families of his men had been kidnapped. And then they all wept so long and so loud that the men couldn't weep any longer. Then they wanted to stone David. Well, and David is greatly distressed because his family was kidnapped too. And he's the leader of all these people. Well, it says that he encouraged himself in the Lord. Well, then it says he inquired of the Lord and he said, Lord, what should I do? Should I pursue them? He said, yes, pursue them and take back every, you will, you will recover all. And that's why I'm telling you that story that you probably already know, but that it's God's will, not for us to just recover a little bit. All. All. It is God's will. Why would God say, well, you know, uh, I just want you to recover 50% of what the devil stole from you. No, he wants us to recover 100% of what the devil stole from mm. us. And why can that be? Because of the power of God, because of the blood of Jesus, because of what we're studying right now. And Rick, on the last home group, I saw a word in this scripture, mm -hmm. Ephesians chapter six, verse 13. And it said, therefore, take unto you the whole, whole armor of God that you may be able. And I thought, I don't know what it is in Greek, but I thought about that word able. He has made us able to take back. It's a form of the word dunamis, which describes a force of nature or an invading army which means when we have the power of God and the armor of God, we become like a single army. We have the power to drive the enemy across the line. Joel. Praise God. But I want to say it's easier to push back the forces of evil if it came into your day if you have people around you who have faith. It's easier to fight a battle when you're with someone else. That's true. Mm -hmm. And if you're not connected to a church, if you don't have other believers around you, if you don't have a home group, if you don't have people you could call, you need to find those people. It's easier to fight back the evil day when you have other people fighting with you. If you have someone to lean on, 
and they can push you forward so you can continue your battle. Mm. That's the truth. Very good. But today we're going to continue in verse 14 where Paul says, Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. In those verses, Paul describes seven pieces of weaponry. But tonight we're going to begin in verse 14, where Paul says, Stand, therefore. The word stand is the Greek word which means to stand upright, it pictures one so confident that he stands with his head held high and his shoulders thrown back. He's bold. He knows who he is. My friends, we don't stand in our own confidence. We stand in the power of God. We're dressed in the weaponry that God provides. And when you really know who you are in Jesus, you don't have to cower in the face of the enemy. You can stand tall, hold your head high, throw your shoulders back. You can be confident, not in your flesh, but in the power of God. And Paul says, since you have the weaponry, stand. Act like you're dressed in weaponry. Hold your head high, throw your shoulders back. Be who God called you to be. He called you to be a victor, so act like it. Stand therefore. And he specifically says, having your loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness. And that's our focus tonight. He talks about your loins being girt about with truth. Well, every Roman soldier wore a loin belt. And guess what? Here we go. This is the loin belt of a Roman soldier. It's a replica. Mm -hmm. Now, I have a lot of things that are original, but these are replicas. And I'm going to open it. You say, where do you get something like that? Well, Denise and I were in Rome one day. We were walking around by the Pantheon, and there's a pretty cool store near there. And in that store, there was all kinds of replicas of Roman soldiers. And I got them all because I wanted to be able to show them on television and to our home group. I've had these for years. But this is a replica of the loin belt of a Roman soldier. Now look at this. It goes all the way around the Roman soldier. There's the front part, which is designed to protect the loins what's called a loin belt. If your loins come under attack, you're probably not going to be having any children. And Roman soldiers did not have children. You were not allowed to be married as a Roman soldier. You only had children after you had served in the military. That was a law. And that way, Roman soldiers fought with all of their might. They wanted to live so they could continue the lineage of their family. It was a motivation to fight well. Isn't that amazing? I didn't know that. Because if you died in battle, it meant the name of your family was finished. And if your loins came under attack, you got a good kick in the loins. Even if you lived through the battles, you may not have been able to reproduce children. This is very important. You'll understand why in just a moment. But it went all the way around. On one side, there was a hook. And on that hook, the Roman soldier hung his sword. On the other side, there was another hook where the Roman soldier hung his shield when it was not in use. And on the back, there was another hook where the Roman soldier hang his pouch. And in that pouch on the back side of the Roman soldier, he put all his lances and all his spears. And so the loin belt was more than just something you tied around your waist. It was vital to a Roman soldier. And there's something else. The breastplate, which we're going to discuss next, was made of two pieces. One piece went down the front, 
Another piece went down the back. This is a front piece. Joel has another piece over there. This one is Greek. That one is Roman. But they were made of two pieces. If you did not have a loin belt to pull it all together, when the Roman soldier fought, his breastplate would flap back and forth and sometimes would even fall off. And if it wasn't held together with a loin belt, he could be attacked from the side. And so in order for the breastplate to be effective, it had to be held together with a loin belt. Do you guys see how important is the loin belt? Mm -hmm. And that's why he begins in verse 14, describing weapons with the loin belt, because the loin belt, listen, is the most important piece of weaponry. Now, if you were going to describe the weaponry of a Roman soldier, you probably wouldn't start by describing his loin belt. You probably would talk about his helmet, because the helmet had big plumes that went out of the top. It was pretty dramatic. Or the breastplate, which was beautiful. You might talk about his shield. You might talk about his sword. But few people would say, what a loin belt. But let me illustrate. I've lost a lot of weight. Praise God. It's a victory in my life. And my belt has become very important. If I don't have my belt on, I'm probably going to lose my pants. But if you're going to describe what I have on right now, you're probably going to talk about my jacket. You're going to talk about my shirt, maybe my pants, maybe my shoes. You can't even see my belt. Nobody's going to say, oh, that belt. That belt is so amazing. But I'm going to tell you, my belt is very important. If I lose my belt, I'm going to lose my pants. In the same way, the loin belt of the Roman soldier held everything together. It was the most important piece of weaponry. If he didn't have a loin belt, his breastplate would come apart. If he didn't have a loin belt, he would not have a sword. If he didn't have a loin belt, he would not have a shield. If he didn't have a loin belt, he wouldn't have a pouch to put his spears and his arrows into. The loin belt was that vital. It held everything together. And that's why when you come to this chapter, Paul begins with the loin belt. And what does he call it? The loin belt of? Truth. Truth. So what is the loin belt? The loin belt is, anybody want to tell me? The Word of God. It is the Bible. The Bible is the most central piece of weaponry that you have. It is the primary fixture in your life that holds everything else together. If you have the Word of God working in your life, you're going to have a sword of the Spirit. If you have the Word of God working in your life, you're going to have faith because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. If you have the Word of God working in your life, you're going to enjoy your righteousness. The Word of God is central to everything in your life. And even though technically, legally, righteousness belongs to you and all these things belong to you, if you don't have the Word working in you, you will not experience your righteousness. You'll lose your sense of it. You won't have peace because peace comes from the Word of God. You'll begin to lose all of these things. That's what happens when you move out of the Bible. So the Bible has to be affixed to our life like the loin belt. It is essential to hold everything else together. And there's something else. Remember what I said? It protected the reproductive organs of a Roman soldier. Well, the Bible says we are born again by the Word of God. The Word of God contains God's reproductive ability. 
And when a Christian is in his Bible and the Bible is a fixture in his life, he has supernatural ability to produce. When you begin to move out of your Bible, you may run on a steam for a little while, but after a while, you'll begin to lose your ability to supernaturally produce. If you want to be a producer, then you've got to stay in the Word of God because it gives you the reproductive ability of God. Isn't that powerful? Amazing. And, you know, Paul, you were saying earlier that you just make a decision. Oh, yeah. If you have to, you start with a Bible reading plan, but you make a decision. This is going to be a fixture in my life. Mm-hmm. And I want to say that, you know, in the middle of a battle, it's not the time for you to unbuckle your belt and stop reading your Bible and, you know, setting it aside because you're so busy fighting the battle. It's the time for you to grab your Bible and get into it. You know, it's time to make sure it's right in your life and you have the truth of God's Word working in you. That's the truth. You know, I have a whole series that I taught years ago. You should order. It's in our website store called Seven Things to Do Every Day to Stay Spiritually Strong. And one of them is every day start time looking up. You need to spend time in the Word of God every morning. I do it. I do it every day. I do not depend on my emotions to do it. Because my emotions will say, you've got this memorized backward and forward. Why do you need to read it? You've already read that before. You've read that before. You can't get anything new out of that. That's all a lie. I tell my emotions to shut up and I tell my brain to read. I have got to put this in and put this in and put this in and put this in and keep it a fixture in my life if I want to remain vital in the fight. Paul? The Bible is the most powerful tool God has given you to bring change into your life. We all want change in our life, but we look for change in our life in so many other places. We try to get a little bit from here and a little bit from there. The biggest and the most important changes in your life will happen when you begin to open your Bible, read your Bible, study your Bible, and implement it in your life. And here it says truth, meaning there is absolute truth. And it's so important for us to understand what truth is and where we find truth and how do we implement truth in our life. Because so many other sources today want to say that there either is no truth or they're the secret holders of truth. Or you have your version. Or you have your over and your version of truth is actually not absolute truth. It's just your way of doing things. The Bible. This is where we get our truth from, and this is how we understand whether we've made right decisions or wrong decisions. I want to say something else. And the Bible is the only weapon that left the invisible world and entered the material world. Mm -hmm. For example, even though we're righteous, you can't see righteousness. Mm -hmm. Even though we are saved, you can't see the helmet of salvation. Even though we have faith, you can't visibly see faith. You can't see the sword of the Spirit. The truth is so important on this list. It is the only weapon that left the invisible realm and manifested physically. That's why it's the loin belt. The Bible is a visible weapon. That's how important it is. It's the only weapon you can touch and pick up in your hands physically. It's God's Word. That's so amazing. God's Word is the only spiritual weapon that we physically can hold, see, read, It's so amazing, and it's God-inspired by the Holy Spirit. Let's go to the next weapon. And having on the breastplate of righteousness. Well, guess what? The word breastplate, the Greek word thurox, described that weapon which covered the part of the body from the neck to the navel. It protected the chest. It extended all the way down to the hips. And it consisted of two parts, one that ran down the front, one that ran down the back. And Joel, let's pick up yours again as an illustration. So here's the front part of a breastplate. 
Well, the Bible calls it the breastplate of righteousness. righteousness. You say, well, I don't feel very righteous. Well, you know what? Your feelings are not important. The Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians 5, verse 21, that God made Jesus to be sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And the day Jesus became the Lord of our lives, Joel, put that on for the front of you. God covered us with a breastplate of righteousness. righteousness. Now, I want to go back to what I said in the beginning. Joel's in great shape. But if you look beyond that breastplate, his abs don't quite look like that. What? <laughs> Please don't give a different opinion. But here's the deal. If an enemy is looking at Joel, he sees those abs. He sees those muscles. That's all he sees. He didn't know what's underneath that. That is pretty impressive. I know what's underneath is even more impressive. Oh, yes. <laughs> but that's what righteousness does for us. You see, the devil says, oh, you're low, you're no good. You might feel all of that. But when you're covered with the righteousness of Jesus Christ, it doesn't matter what you feel. This is what the enemy sees. He sees something impressive. And righteousness protects us. But there's something else, and I want to refer to Joel's breastplate. See how shiny it is? Roman soldiers shined their breastplates. And when they walked in the afternoon to fight, they were so shiny that they were not just defensive weapons, they became offensive mm -hmm. because they would glisten, they would gleam, and it would make it hard for an enemy to fight them. Mm -hmm. Well, when you're dressed in the righteousness of Jesus Christ, you shine. The enemy says, oh, it's so hard to even look at that person because you are just decked in the gift of righteousness. It's not something you earn. It's something you are given the moment you call Jesus the Lord of your life. Wow. Amen. Amen. And you may feel defective, but what the enemy sees and what God sees is something like that. God looks at you. Even the devil looks at you and says, now that is impressive. You just need to pat yourself. Let's all pat ourselves. Say, I am covered in righteousness. That's what God sees. That's what the enemy sees. And that's what you need to learn to see about yourself. But we're out of time. We're going to come back tomorrow night. And tomorrow night, we're going to look at the shoes of peace mm. and the shield of faith. It's going to be awesome. So go to bed, sleep well, and we'll see you tomorrow night. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed this teaching, please subscribe, like, and comment so more people can see it.